Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the City Podcast. It came as quite a surprise when well-known conservationist Ched Bergracki took to the stage to announce something quite strange. He said he wanted to find supporters of a plan for what's called a bison bridge. Now, with transportation officials making advanced plans for a new Interstate 80 bridge over the Mississippi River in the Quad Cities, Bergracki wanted to keep one span of the existing bridge carrying cars and trucks and turn it into a bridge that incorporates both concrete for bicyclists and runners and natural plantings that would be for wildlife, including, wait for it, bison, hence the bison bridge. So this so-called bridge has just won support from an Illinois House committee that voted to urge the Transportation Department to include bison bridge plans for its plans for the new I-80 span. We talked with consultant Matthew Hughes of the Bison Bridge Foundation, who was in his Springfield offices. You did receive some really important backing. I, I, I mean, your list of backers for this project included, let's be honest, a, a lot of tourism groups. Um, you, you got state lawmakers in the area that are backing it. Um, are, are you surprised of that level of support? And, and actually, how important is that? Well, it's very important. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, as we have engaged with the community and stakeholders and public officials and business owners and just quad citizens in general, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of support. It took a lot of work to reach out and engage with people that have indicated they do support the project and would like to to help in whatever way they can. So, I, you know, we, we've had support from all walks of life, so I'm not surprised that we had it. I'm very impressed and I'm very happy with what occurred as far as the proponents list for our resolution. We had, you know, the University of Illinois, Western Illinois University, the Illinois Environmental Council, as you pointed out, all our uh, several convention and visitors bureaus throughout the state, uh, citizens in general, business owners. It's, I mean, this is why we are doing what we're doing is we want to quantify and show to the state decision makers that you know, this thing has legs, this thing can be done, and the community overwhelmingly supports it, as well as the, the elected officials at the state, local, and federal level. Everybody's been very helpful, very supportive, and, and we've included input and ideas throughout the course of the last two years as we met with people into our proposal, and we're just, we're happy with the way it's going. Have you won over a skeptical public? I mean, I think some people first heard Bison Bridge, are they crazy? Well, I think that was my reaction when I first got a phone call from my you know, friend, Chad, uh, that you're crazy. I don't know that this is going to happen. These are engineers. They're, they're, they're people that typically they want to tear this down. But as far as what the public is feeling, the public is skeptical. I think it's mostly just a general malaise, so to speak. I, I think they're skeptical as to whether the state government will actually respond or incorporate the public's, uh, I guess, desire to have this. I, I think that's in general the skepticism I heard. Um, of course, when you heard bison, will they walk across it, things like that. 
you know, we've answered that question. We've hired a, a bison expert that manages a bison tribe for the Eastern Shoshone tribe. And, you know, we've been very, I guess, deliberate about the team members we've chosen to help us with this because, you know, frankly, Chad and I do what we do. Uh, Kevin's an engineer. Um, we've got a, a convention and visitors bureau tourism expert. So we've been very careful in terms of putting the team together and executing a plan. And we've spent the last year and a half coming up with that plan. Um, we know that uh, we've got a significant challenge ahead of us to get this done. But I think uh, the public, if they do invest in us, they ought to know that uh, we're doing our part. Chad's expended uh, significant resources for this thing. And we've got a lot of things that we're about to start talking about publicly as we move through this process here. The key, I think, for you guys is that you want to start early because, as you know, the I-74 bridge replaces the old I-74 bridge, and some people want to save that and almost create uh, almost like a Chicago Navy pier uh, right. off of one of the spans. But it just it sounds like it just came too late, and demolition yeah. is going to go forward. You're kind of learning a lesson from that. I mean, you're working very ahead of schedule here as the plans are just being developed for the new I-80 bridge. The timing of our efforts were uh, remarkably, uh, I wouldn't say lucky, I guess is the word, but uh, the reality is, yes, that example of the I-74 efforts, um, you know, by the time uh, they engaged, and I mean, it was a great idea, but uh, I think it just came too late in the decision-making process. And, and by hook or by crook, you know, when Chad called me, uh, I, I just happened to engage with the department and uh, they had undertaken, uh, they had begun the process of undertaking this. So the timing uh, was about the only luck we've had so far. I mean, the rest of it's basically a product of uh, just people putting their head down and using their expertise to sort of move this thing forward. And looking for inspiration. I mean, let's be honest, this is a very unusual project. Um, where, where do you draw inspiration from? I mean, are there other projects even remotely like this? Well, that's one of the things that we address. I mean, this has been done before. It's been done in Louisville. It's been done in Cincinnati. You know, the, the Chicago River Walk is an example of repurposing infrastructure. New York City is doing this a bunch right now with the old train station. The problem we have is it just hasn't been done in the Midwest at this scale. Uh, if we're successful and we get this done, it'll be the longest wildlife crossing in the, in the world. Um, so, you know, getting a, a group of engineering technocrats to incorporate something this outside the box is definitely a heavy lift and we've got our challenges ahead of us but uh you know i think we're prepared and we've got a very good case to make and we've done our homework well and i think you believe that if this does actually become reality it is going to be a major draw for the quad city area well i think it's transformative in nature and i think uh, you know part of what i mean i one of the you know the questions that have come to me from you guys was you know why am i doing this well i'm from the quad cities i grew up there have all kinds of friends there, do some business up there. Parents live there, brother lives there. Um, you know, I care about the place. Uh, I, I wanna see it improve. And, you know, we hear a lot from leaders at the state and federal level and all over the place about placemaking. I mean, we're emerging from some very challenging times and we've sort of retooled how we look at quality of life issues and placemaking has become a big, uh, a big hot button word that's used in the lexicon these days. And this is a, I mean, this is just an example of how that that would fit into the, this would fit into that box very well. If this were to be realized, what kind of timeline do you see? Because it all depends upon you know, the DOT and and rebuilding a new I-80 bridge. Well, the fact of the matter is I learned today from a conversation that Representative Halpin had with IDOT District 2 that we can expect a public meeting in May. 
So timeline wise, I mean, that's good for us. We've kicked this thing off with this resolution, expect it to pass next week. Um, we'll start engaging with our followers and our supporters and elected officials. I mean, we've got to play, uh, we've got an offensive playbook to run here and we've got to get engaged fast and honestly as smart as, and, and the amount of expertise we've got on our team, uh, it'll all be for not if the uh, public doesn't engage with the state to make this happen in May. And do you think there's what, a better than 50-50 chance this could occur? I hate to put, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not a handicapper when it comes to these things. We've got significant challenges that can be overcome. I, you know, I, I, I the, the biggest hurdle we have right now is the only Department of Transportation. I don't mean that in any ill, from any negative place. That's just, we've got to convince them that the support we have is strong, significant and engaged and, and ready to activate to say, hey, we want this to happen. And so, you know, I, I spent 10 years of my life working with the Illinois Department of Transportation. Um, I, I make a living uh, consulting on transportation and infrastructure financing. Um, we've got an expert group of people trying to push this heavy boulder up a hill. But, uh, you know, our opportunity is uh, within within sight now. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why you saw a resolution that's moving through the House. Um, we've got federal uh, partners that are going to help us with this as well. And, you know, we plan, we're just getting started. Matthew Hughes of the Bison Bridge Foundation. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.